Welcome to Forty Show. You're joining me today, Sticks. Muppet Man. It's your boy, Egg. And Ragnar. Demigod. The demigod. Today's topic's <laughs> going to be about the spirit realm, ghost hunting, and our own personal experiences with that. <clears throat> we've got, obviously, the four people on the panel, and we've got one who is a sceptic of it. Isn't that right, Egg? Is it only me that's a sceptic? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle, 50-50. <laughs> no, but you, like, you're fairly convinced that, like... Oh, no, I've, had, I've, had, I've actually had experiences of it. But, exactly. So but you're my, very much on the side of it. Isn't a case of uh, yeah. Yes, but however, know. I am. But um, if we're talking about the paranormal, my belief is that we shouldn't play around with it. Oh. And I know there's certain members on here that believe that is not the case. Yeah, I yeah. believe we should play around with it. It's to to me, it's an adventure, and it's great. It get it gets the evidence to prove that it's real because there's so much question around it. Mm-hmm. I mean, ghosts famously have been. Uh, just a massive historical instance of paranormal activity because it really all really just does stem from what happens after we leave because we believe that life is this infinite thing so for it to just suddenly vanish that's just crazy talk uh, not really <laughs> <laughs> well we see life as being this massive precious thing so there needs to be some kind of afterlife I think I think the belief of an afterlife it makes you feel better about yourself um, to know that there's going to be life after what you're doing because then life would just be well let's just say shit. <laughs> well, life is like that's all you got, so you better make the most of it. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why we do see ghosts, spirits, kind of like ideas of ancestors returning to say hello for a visit. Or, uh, right. Well, I'll give you. I'll like give you an. Everywhere. I'll. I'll give you an example, a real life example for me for myself that happened mm. uh, years ago when I was sixteen. When my father died. Um, there was a situation about. I think it was about a week after he had died. Um, my brother had been. Well, I was upstairs. My brother was downstairs, and he came rushing upstairs, claiming that somebody was walking behind him. Um, he got panicked. He come around upstairs, and I, obviously, being young, I just literally took the took the Mickey out of him um, until I went. Da- well, my mother had came in because she was out. Sorry, she came in. He told her, and I got told off. Anyway, I was laughing, and as I walked into the kitchen, the uh, tin opener, which were the old metal ones at the time, they picked itself up in front of us and slammed itself down onto the washing machine. Uh, yeah, that was quite an experience. I mean, if you can explain that, Ed, that's absolutely fine. Um, how <laughs> it's, not my responsibility big... to, it's not my responsibility to be explaining yeah, but... individual situation. Yeah. Out of that whole, but... out of that whole experience, uh, the only thing I got out of that was you had had washing machines back then? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was it like in the 18th century? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Well, he, but here's the thing. There was a reason behind it. What it was is um, me, me nother, me, me, me dad's mother was actually, um, she hadn't passed away, but she was very, very ill. And some people believe that the spirit realm will actually visit you and let you know where, you know, because we didn't keep in touch with her. And at that time uh, when it happened, we did find out that she was very, very unwell at the time. So, well, whether you believe it or not, it's up to yourself. But 
that's 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 the only way I can sort of figure it out and put the pieces of the puzzle together for the reason why because it did, after after that instance it never ever happened again. So basically, like message to turn around and say, look, family members not well. Yeah. Type of type of thing. I mean, I've heard that myself. That spirits will give you messages and they'll do it in funny ways. Yeah, I don't think it was so much a message. It was just, uh, I mean, there was no like verbal message or anything. It was just a little bit of a haunting, just a sort of pricky ears up to say, well, you know, something's going on. Yeah, or you need to investigate. I'm not saying that's the case. I don't know, but uh, who knows? It was a disturbance in the force. In the force, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Disturbance in the force. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> what, what did they use for like uh, that sort of stuff back in the day? You know what I mean? Like uh, for right now, we've got like electronics and stuff like that that can actually do ghost mm. uh, recordings and stuff like that. What would they have used back then? Uh, well, you know. you know, was it just like a was it just a box or a, with them um, two little like metal antennae things? I think for the most part, it. It wasn't related to, I mean, the electrical innovations of, like, the 18th century. That's kind of what then sparked this whole, like, we can science ghosts up and, like, try and make it electronic and try and read them in a way that's quantitative. But back in the day, of course, it was just all about spiritual mediums, people who could get into contact, those could do, who could do spirit readings, and those who were able to uh, tell signs from nature. It's only fairly recently where things have gone electronic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, personally, um, I believe that a lot of the uh, psychics are just, well, they're a load of shit. Yeah, probably about 99%. However, there is that 1%, in my opinion, who do get right. Um, And I don't think the 1% tend to be on TV. They're all about just, say, guessing your things, you know. Once they think they've got, like, an inclination of fate, you actually, uh, you know given a hint that they've got the right angle they'll use that and then they'll try and guess around that until they think that they've got the right angle again mm-hmm. and then keep doing it. so it's basically yep. at the minute psychics are just like a, like a guessing game really isn't it it's cold reading yeah and also inclination yeah. good word rags I'm sorry yeah. I, 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 read I was that using one. Like a, a big <laughs> word there <laughs> that's, that's no, a great really word so basically I went to a spiritualist church um, with one of my friends um, and this just highlights how easy it'll read. And all the way through, she was rubbing her neck. All the way through this, she was rubbing her neck, rubbing her neck. And um, sure enough, the guy who was doing it, halfway through his reading, went, and I'm coming to someone who's got a very sore shoulder or neck. Mm-hmm. But could he not have just been standing watching? Well, exactly. Yeah. And, and this is the point. Because she'd been rubbing her shoulder and neck, you know, he's mentioned it, and he was like telling her, "Oh, you don't have to worry about this." Considering she had been talking prior that she didn't know what was wrong, and it had been like that for a week, and she was a bit worried. So he's obviously cocked his ears during the time he was sitting, resting, and we were all doing what we were doing, listened in, and tried to use it because everything else he gave her was just way off mark, you know, <laughs> completely. Um, but. I'm 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 with with the Muppet Man on this one because there's definitely a few occasions where spiritualists have been quite qu- quick on the mark. Uh, it's been with a couple of family members as well where they've come out what they say is, but it's years and years later where mm. it's actually happened. 
it's one of those things though it's like it's like a, it's a two-way battle really isn't it because on one side you want to believe that there's something there you want to actually believe that what you've seen and stuff like that but then you look at other people's like a perspective like right what watching stuff that they've recorded or what they've heard and stuff like that and you're sitting there thinking well yeah that's fake they've just been pulling on strings for that you know but it's sitting there like making you think it's a two-way thing really but do you really want it to be real on some of the experiences people have but it depends on I the think... experience though really doesn't <laughs> yeah. it I mean, if it's going on for having, sorry, I got to mean to cut in there. But if it, if it goes on to the whole like the like, poltergeist and like you know like possession and all that sort of stuff, then no, you really don't want to know that because that's just horrible going through that. But if it's just like something stupid, you know, like seeing something out of the corner of your eye or you've actually spotted something yourself, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the I'd say though the proof of the paranormal and things that are just beyond our perception for the most part being able to prove that that exists would just like open up a whole new field of investigation that everyone i'm that is that everyone is dying to get in on i'm sure right i'm going to give you my theory why you will never ever find out that it truly exists it's mm. if like let's assume that we did actually know for a fact that there was life after death yep mm. What would you do in your life when you got to the lowest point, knowing fine well that if you died, you could go to this utopia? What would you do? Would you stay with the course? Or would you just say, bugger this, I'm out of here? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of the issue that happened when Christianity started up, alleging that they had this massive paradise in heaven if you died. So the Christians started basically executing by police by going over to Roman empires and then just asking to be put to death. Uh, so then all of like the Christian clergy at the time then had to make suicide a sin to stop uh, all the Christians from killing themselves. Yeah, but uh, the book you were talking about like modern day, aren't we? Mm. If, you, if you could scientifically prove that there was life after death, you at your lowest point in time in your life, which we've all been there, you would just say, sod it, I'm out of here. No. Well, it could also be a case where you're really tied to the earthly plane. It's a big investment to then suddenly go, okay, I'm picking bags and moving to Saudi Arabia. It might be wonderful over there and you might be very nicely welcomed, but you're leaving behind everybody else. And unless you're willing to like suicide pacts with everybody you love so you can all go to paradise together, eh... The logistics just aren't there. I know, but oh, no. there, there, there is a point um, with first-hand experience where you can hit that low, where the people you love and you care for just aren't on your mind. Um, and and mm. I'm with, I'm with uh, Motorman Man on this one, that it, mm. if you hit that low and you knew for a fact that taking your life, you're going to paradise. I feel like that happens, yeah, I feel like that happens anyway with... It, well, it does, it does. You, you can get to the point where it's just... And, and sadly, the people end up doing it. Um, but at the end of the day, I think if you knew something was there, hmm. it would make that choice easier. A lot easier, wouldn't it? That's, that's the point. It would be hmm. so much easier, wouldn't it? It's like human nature, though, you know what I mean? We all explore things that we're actually getting like, a, a slight glimpse of. 
you know it's like planting a seed in it or oh, if you actually do this you will go uh, uh, go to heaven or something like that if you do this you'll go to hell somebody's uh, like planted that seed in your head and make you sit and think things right but like over the years if you think about it we actually explore things that we don't really understand don't we yeah. You know, it's like especially be, down yeah. with ghosts and stuff like that. Look at how many like people are actually out investigating ghosts and stuff like that. I mean, out of all of the TV shows, say like ten TV shows that have actually like I don't know, we use taps or ghost investigators or something like that. Maybe one out of those like ten like shows, there'll actually be something real there. You know. But do you but, not think that's why we we do the ghost hunting to get the proof just to satisfy satisfy ourselves? Is it like closure though? Is it like we need closure because we've actually we've heard about it or somebody's told us a story about it that we want to go investigate it? Is it like just closure in ourselves? Once we've actually gotten that closure and stuff like that, are we satisfied with that or do we go and investigate more? I think once a being is um is kind of aware of their own mortality, the wonder they're gonna die, mm -hmm. they're gonna start thinking about how can I avoid this? How can I make this not so? Is there a chance that death just isn't really a thing? And also, I just kind of want to uh, backpedal a little bit. Um, when we're talking about, like, going off to paradise, that is, for the most part, a little bit... Uh, it's kind of outside the realm of ghosts. Because when we're looking at ghosts, we're seeing afterlife as you're stuck on Earth, but just, like, ooky-spooky and not able to do very much. Yeah, that's true. That's why you haven't found a tunnel, isn't it? I suppose, yeah, you're stuck in uh, purgatory at that point aren't you but I mean there is a belief I like myself that someone can pass away go to the other side and still make contact if need be i.e. like a, a situation where my granda had passed away I was asleep one night and I had a, a very vivid dream when my granda came into my room and I, I, I barely remember my granda he was, I was three when he passed and um not long before that, my nana had been talking about my granda and about how she didn't know if he loved her or, or anything like that, uh, if or if he knew she loved him. Um, and in this dream, he came in the room and he was talking, he was asking how I was, how I was doing, how was life, blah, blah, blah. I was saying, yeah, brilliant. And I was so excited, so excited inside. And I stood up and I said, granda, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to tell me nana you're here. And as I ran out the room, I heard my name being called, and I put my head round and I went, what? And he looked at us, and he went, Colin, tell your nana I love her. And I woke up like that. Mm. And I remember that dream, and it's never, ever drifted from my memory. It's as vivid to, today as a memory, you know. Is... Like dreaming stuff like that though, is it really a dream or when we sleep is that another gateway for us to actually see into the other side? Save it for the dreams episode. <laughs> I... You know, because I... it's still technically related to the whole ghost side of things, you know, because having mm, dreams of family yeah. members and stuff like that, you know, is that actually like a gateway opening for them or are we just actually remembering things when we were kids or, you know, are we dreaming about stuff like that, you know? For the most part, I uh, just like skimming through it, it mostly abides by uh, the activation synthesis model, where it's just 
your take on just all the things you've gone in through the day, all your thoughts and feelings, and it just gets processed in your dreams. Uh, that that's kind of like the full system, theory isn't it? At the moment. Yeah, I, I take things. that on board. But what what had been said, although mm, like I'd say, yeah. I mean, and I talked about it too, as you're talking about. Oh, very good month. She had mentioned it. So yeah. we're not talking about just the next day. It had happened in my dream. I know what you're saying because there's things that can happen in your life and then you dream about it on the night time and you dream about it and dream about it and dream about it, you know. Um, so whether that is a case and it's with heads just playing tricks and, and having things that we would like to happen hmm. or whether it's generally a spirit coming to you and speaking to you, hmm. you know. From, yeah, I also yeah I also had a dream of my granddad who passed away last year, a few mm. uh, just a few months ago myself, and I, I had a couple of dreams with him. And for me, it was like he never spoke to me. We were like at a kind of outside picnic underneath a parasol, and my grandma was there and she was talking, but my granddad he was like completely silent. Yeah. And sometimes it's like for me, it was like. Oh, what well, that was a cute little gift almost to myself. Not necessarily yeah. like I, and it, and it does feel like you're almost getting visited, um, but it it just doesn't. I guess we just process those kind of stimuli differently. My belief, though, is is that the when you're asleep, it, I do agree with you that it's a filing system. That's what it is. Your brain is filing everything that's happened throughout the day. However. I believe you're in between worlds as well. I believe you are touching into the spirit realm in which, which would explain um, Stick's experience because you've got the penal gland, which, from my understanding, can't be explained. Yeah, the pineal. They can't go. Yeah, they can't go any. The the sorry pineal. They can't go anywhere near it, can they? Because it's so deep in there, uh, and is we that just... like that thing that's like about the size of a pea somewhere buried in your brain? It's it's not that it's because it's inaccessible. It's just that it does so many things because the human endocrine system and hormones is just a massive question mark still for the most part. Well, this is this this is the thing. My again, as I say, that's where I believe. I believe that it's it's you're in an in betweeny world. I'm, I'm, you know, it is a filing system, and most people, most nights, will just sleep and uh, file what happened throughout the day. I mean, who, who hasn't had a, a nightmare? And you can, if you think back, you can connect it with something that you seen or heard or whatever. Whereas the experience uh, Stick had there, it's, I think that one defines itself as being probably um, paranormal. Simply because it's it's so vivid and it's things it's some we all get some dreams that stick and they just simply won't leave no matter what yet yet other all ever you know other dreams will just leave you and you'll forget all about them mm. yeah. and they're, they're gone before you even woke up half the time <laughs> I hear that when that happens yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm in such a lovely dream that you wake up and say what was I dreaming about <laughs> take me back yeah definitely but um. I mean, I've, I suppose over the years, I mean, what drove me to ghost hunting was the experiences I had in a couple of houses that I lived in. Um, one way I lived with my mum, and then when I moved in with my nana, they were very, very prominently, prominently haunted. Um, and there was a lot, lot of stuff happening. Um, I think the one 
I lived with my nan, I was the worst. Um, I mean, you're talking people running up the stairs, you know, literally in that house. You could tell it was someone in your house running up them stairs and no one was there. Uh, you could walk from the bathroom to your bedroom on a night and you could see a shadow in front of your room. And there was no explanation for the shadow. But that, that I understand, okay? I understand that. But what you're saying is that, and this is where I differ from you, is you're saying that what you do when you uh, dabble with um, the paranormal, looking about with Luigi boards mm -hmm. and, you know, all that kind of stuff, that's where I disagree. And I think you shouldn't step onto that side of the fence at all. Yeah. Yes, there there is hauntings. Yes, there is spirits. But you shouldn't be interacting with them. And that's where yous actually, in my opinion, step over the boundary. And I think you could inadvertently open uh, a vortex, which, believe it or not, um, will release the spirits. And you could, in, you certainly could invite a, a, a bad spirit through. And it's the problem is getting rid of them. Yeah, I thoroughly understand that. I mean, I've read plenty of articles that's turned around and says, you know, doing likes of Ouija boards, um, going in and investigating places, you can either get a spirit attached, or in a Ouija board case, you can open a portal and not shut it properly, which will let spirits come and go in that property un unstopped, you know. Um, so I thoroughly understand what you're saying and the risk of it so high unless you know the risks of what you're taking and what you're doing you know don't even go near it yeah but would you but if you're safe if you're careful enough you can play on a motorway yeah, but would I you suppose. do it yeah i take it take your argument on that one but at the same time i think it's <laughs> an addiction as well i think it really starts to become an addiction which is what drives you to have it yeah it's like this rush but i i've kind of noticed in the time i've done me Ouija boards that um, as much as I believe in spirits, I believe a lot of Ouija boards is subconscious. I don't think it's always a spirit. Um, really? Yeah, I, there's a lot of it where I've sat there and thought, this person's only just spoke about this like an hour later, uh, hour before, you know, um, and it's coming out. Um, and I always remember watching a, a it was like a, a experiment and this this guy he sat down with four people and they were doing a Ouija board and were getting all the messages you could ask for. So they, they went, they closed it off, they went and they come back and he says, right now I'm going to blindfold you all. And he blindfolded them all and they'd done the Ouija board again and sure enough, you know, the, the thing on the board was moving. Um, but they never got a message. They thought they were getting messages, right. but they never. So there is an argument that a Ouija board, although the risk's there, and I would never generally sit there and say to people, go and do one, you know, um, you've, you've got to take it serious because you never know. But there is the argument that it's subconsciously your mind doing it. So then, then that would actually throw into the fact that that would could actually all be psychic if that's the case, you know, like moving hmm. the, the the class around with our minds and stuff. That's going into a completely different territory altogether there. Yeah. Oh, I, I was just thinking, like, I thought pretty much with Ouija boards, it always involves having the participants kind of laying their hands on the glass or the planchette. Yeah, well, that, it is. And obviously you, you ask 
when you're there for the spirits to come and, and move it and give you a message. But the thing is, as 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 I've noticed, sometimes you can feel as though it's being led, not by something. Mm. I've had instances where you can feel like there's a cold draft over your hand, and it goes really mm. cold to the point where your body's warm, your hands are freezing, and the house can have heating. Mm. And you can feel it move. And you can't explain that movement. It's a weird feeling. Rags will know he's done it with us. It's a weird movement feeling. But then there can be times I, yeah. on it where you can feel like it's being led by someone on the board. You can't pinpoint it because you don't know mm. the direction, but you can feel it. Um, and over time of doing that, that's where I've got the feeling that not every time it's a spirit um, and that there is a lot of maybe subconsciousness where people's wanting certain messages to come through. It's generally the nice ones that you get the like mom or dad or, or brother or sister, whichever, you know, that that you would say would be subconscious. Uh, I generally find the uh, and this will go in with what a uh, Muppet Man says, um I generally find the nasty ones the ones that are, are rather violent, you know. They're the ones that mm, you like tend it, to feel like no a, one's it, moving. It's it. a type of feel of energy that you get from it. I mean, every time that I do the board and stuff like that, like or, or every time I've done the board, I haven't done it recently, you know. After I gave it a used stick, that's it. I haven't touched any more since then, you know. I mean, you can keep that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but um, every time I like like are involved in any way, shape, or form and that sort of stuff, I always get this. You know, when you feel like something's there and you, the hairs on the back of your neck stick up. Yeah. I get that all the time and I always always feel like something's just drained my entire energy away you know like I just go into this state where I feel like I just want to lie down and fall asleep yeah I'll say the mm, I'll say the most of this oh sorry it, it's, it's just weird the fact that like you, you're going in you're, you're all excited you're doing all this and all of a sudden like you just feel like something's just went right okay bang there's your energy gone we'll use you <laughs> you know it's just <laughs> Yeah, the the feeling of your energy being drained during a hunt as well, unbelievably crazy. You can be alive one really? minute, oh yeah, you can be alive, and then all of a sudden you go from high to, to low within minutes, if not seconds. I always remember one I'd done was at a house we believed was haunted, um, to be fair, it, I think it was just a minor spirit, um, but what happened is I felt really tired. I was really tired and I had my hands on my head and I put my head down and over the spirit box you heard Colin's dead. So I, I popped up and went, I'm not dead. Hmm. And my friend looked over and he went, leave his energy alone and take mine. I've got plenty of energy for you to take. You've got no right to take his energy. So we're all just sitting there, and I'll give no word of a lie. That lad went from being high and bouncing around that house that night to nearly passing out on the floor. He was drained that much, and that was in a space of five minutes of saying that. And it was just so unbelievable to see how quick he went. I mean, his eyes were cross-eyeing and everything. Should you ever allow a spirit to take energy? I mean, was that a... A good thing to do to 
tell an energy, a spirit to take energy because um, it's part yeah, of the adrenaline rush, I guess. Yeah, it's part of adrenaline rush. I've, I mean, I've done it loads. It's never led to a negative effect. It's, I think the the most negative effect you get is the drain on your body. And to be fair, even if you don't ask it to take your energy, it's going to take it. Um, and that's due to the due to the fact if you want any form of um, activity to happen when you're asking they've got to have a form of energy to take to give you that activity um, so it is a case of generally you're not given permission for a spirit to enter but you're generally saying the energy I've got use that to give a sign to say something do something um, 90% of the time it doesn't work you, you're drained of energy but it doesn't work you know you don't get much have you had any experience Ed sorry <laughs> I personally have had no single experience that I'd call paranormal. Have I experienced it where like houses kind of make creaky sounds and it maybe sounds like someone's in there? Sure, but those are house settling noises and they end in a couple of years or so. I will say that when it comes to energy being drained uh, from all of these kinds of experiences, I'd say it is because we're putting a lot of not only mental strain but also uh, adrenergic strain so like all these hormones are just rushing around because we're getting excited over seeing something waiting and anticipating and a lot of it can just be extremely scary and there's massive pageantry and theater surrounding the use of ouija boards and uh, ghost investigations in any case and all of that really does take its toll on the body i mean if you're talking about exiting a rest and digest state and then going into, like, I'm ready for anything to happen. Something might creep up on me. Something might be trying to take my energy. And if all of that's happening, then your body is going to be reacting to it. Uh, it's like you could be holding something that's per that, by all accounts, like, does absolutely nothing. Yeah, to well, you. You, your adrenaline gland's going to be in 10th uh, gear, isn't it? Really it's going to be in it. a state of shock in some instances. Yeah, and that's uh, going to wipe you if out. If you do it quick. over and over again, like mm -hmm. if you use mm -hmm. a Ouija board over and over again, it can actually be heightened if you then do have mm -hmm. these external stimuli or other people there also going through the same thing. It all just um, it it can all just get amplified the more times you do it. Uh, so if you're just like holding something or doing something that's basically uh, that's completely without danger. I mean, originally the Ouija board was an instrument for education for teaching children the alphabet, and it's still used that yeah, way. They right, still yeah. sell it yeah, that way. Never knew that. Yeah, it's because uh, it's like ABC. It's teaching you how to spell. When you buy the buy the Ouija boards and all that back in the day, it used to have like an age limit from what was it like eight onwards, wasn't it? Hmm. Like eight to ten plus or something. Yeah. Or eight plus. Well, it was for children, I absolutely. That's right. I mean, come to speak of it, um, Halloween last Halloween that's just gone. Um, Poundland was actually selling them for a pound. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like little um, baby ones, little keychains. Uh, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I mean, no, this was a full size one, honestly, egg. Because <laughs> we got sent a picture, and I was like, "We're going, we're getting one," because we didn't know Ragnar oh, yeah. had one at the time. Um, by the time we got there, they were gone, like, so, whether someone's complained or they were just oversold. But, um, mm. so, yeah, I mean, I suppose that people are starting to take the just that it's not as dangerous as what it's been made out to be. But although I would edge caution on anyone who wanted to touch one, you know, because it, to me, it's a dang dangerous game to play if it is real, you know. 
So why mm. play the game? Why? Because I get... I think it's just personal experience and personal choice. I get the kick out of it. Again, I'd say it's like an addiction type of thing you got to the adrenaline rush, the the feeling of right. the coldness over your hands. I've found where I haven't done it for a while. It's like, oh, I want to do a Ouija board. I've got to do a Ouija board. So to me, rather than it being, I'm being controlled to do it, I feel like it's my head enjoying the feeling I get from it, which is, then leading in, leading into doing it. I think if I had a really, really, really negative experience where I went on it and, you know, someone got hurt, like scratched per se, uh, or something like that, I think to me that then would be the the draw. Look, don't touch it, I'm not nah, doing it. I know. Nah, I, I, I don't believe that. You're a thrill seeker when it comes to that sort of stuff, man. Somebody could be, somebody could be sitting there with their limbs hanging off and say, yeah, let's do more. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> somewhere his between almost, a scratch his and a limb. almost popped off. Quick, keep going. <laughs> I, have found, I have found it where people are sitting there and like terrified and it's like, oh man, up, get on with it. <laughs> he does. It's like but, you're sitting there saying, oh, I don't want to actually do it. I don't. Oh, come on, like, let's just leave that out the way. It's like, no, no, no. Come on, we've got to do it. We've got to do it. You know, stop being, stop being a baby about it. Come on, join in. You know, and then like, you sort of like get antagonised into actually like joining them. Mm. It's because I'm scared on my own, you know, right? <laughs> so, do you, so do you have to? So do you have to actually say prayers and all that before? Yeah, we'll say prayers before. We'll ask God to come down, and protect. We'll keep the keep the home safe. Um, and generally, when you're asking spirits to come forward, you're asking for the spirits present in the home. You're not saying like it's an open door, come on in. Although there is arguments that that mightn't be generally the case if you're saying spirits present you're still opening the door regardless. Um, so there's that argument side of it. And then when you're done, you do pray, asking you know God to come down and cleanse the home, uh, keep the people who live there safe, to let chase any bad spirits and welcome but, the good home. But, what, but, but why would God do that if God specifically tells you in the Bible not to do it in the first place? Why would he, why would he turn around and say that it's, it's wrong, it should never be done, and it's pretty much blasphemy. Mm-hmm. However, if you do decide to do it, and you want you want God to come down and you know protect you, yeah, yeah, I'll come and do it. Yeah, so, you should you know, be asking Jesus. That... Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, it, in the end, I suppose it's just the thing that you kind of advised to do and shown to do, so you kind of do it. You know, you've got to believe it, though. As oh well, yeah, you've you? got to believe it. I mean, I know what religion says, and and like it's you live by this book. And you, you stick by the whole boot, and it's not going to be the most. So you're a witch, in other words. No, but it's not going to be the most believed thing here. But you're talking about a boot that's been written and rewritten and rewritten and rewritten a hundred million times over the years from a language which is so ancient. Um, what I get from the Bible is that God's all loving and God, God cares. He tells you not. He tells you not to dabble with the spirit world. Well, he tells you not to do a lot of things, but he also forgives and loves. Oh, so that's the so that's the answer. Is it? It doesn't matter. You can carry do it in any way because he'll forgive you later on. Oh no, there's How stipulation. How many times is he actually going to actually forgive you? Now I'm just like, you know, as oh, that sticks is actually on the board again, right? Okay, we'll forgive him this time. Hmm. Twenty uh, twenty episodes <laughs> later, you're still sitting there saying, "For God's sake, <laughs> are you going to give up?" 
Well, when Jesus died on the cross, he gave us all our... He like said, okay, all of your sins are erased as long as you accept me as your Lord and Saviour. That's the loophole. We can do everything we want. It's not, it's not technically a loophole because there, there is a section in the Bible which clearly states um, to actually receive that forgiveness, you've got to forgive. Hmm. Um, it's it's clear statement, you know, you can't be forgiven unless you are willing to forgive the way you have been forgiven. Hmm. Um, so if you kind of do that, then God simply just, from what I gather from the book, I'm not speaking like this is definite, is that you won't be forgiven hmm. as many times. You know, you've got to practice basically what you want. You have to seek you know? penitence each time you sin. Yes. You know? So the simple fact is, when I go to God and say, oh, I'm sorry, I've spoke a dead year. If I'm not sincere in that apology and I haven't forgiven people who's done wrong to me, then God's likely to look at it and go, sorry, son. Down you go, down you go, down you go. But I have said, with the many things in my life, I'd be surprised if God opens them. Yeah, there, I've pictured it now. You know, God has forgiven you, but uh, forgiven you, but you are getting sent straight to hell. <laughs> well, I did say it rags the other day. I says I'm expecting to walk up to the pearly gates and God to start laughing as I take a step and the clouds open up between us and I go forward. Oh yeah, the trap door. You know, the the elevator's gone from between under your feet. Going. Down. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't kid myself that I'm some saint. You know, I'm a sinner. I was born a sinner and I am a sinner. And that, that to me, is the beauty of God as He forgives. But but we've got rules to to follow. And one of them big rules is to love one another, whether they're your enemy or not, and to forgive each other the way he forgives us. Um, so when I ask for forgiveness, yeah, I do believe I get forgiven, but I must forgive others, you know, the same way I'm being forgiven. Because if I don't, then God won't forgive us. At the end of the day, it's all in God's plan, and he kind of already knows what the game is, how it all yeah. plays out. Otherwise, where would deja vu come from? <laughs> Much. Okay, the, the thing is, I would love to go on to Deja Vu, but I think that would make a really, really good subject for another podcast. I don't know. I feel um, like it wouldn't really fit anywhere unless it's like we're talking about experiential illusions, and I don't think we can fill an entire podcast. But you that. see, my theory now this goes off the religion. <gasps> my theory that is that, and it, I don't think it'll be a popular one, but my theory is Deja Vu is Deja Vu. We have lived that moment, we have done that moment, and what I believe is the moment you pop it and your eyes shut and everything goes black, you go bang and you start again. So, as in like our soul resets, so we get replaced with another person we'll that get, thinks no, no, us? We get reset, we're back at the same place, not like the same place, but we'll start from baby and relive that life. And that's where I believe de deja vu comes Oh, uh, so when we die, we go back. Why would you? Why would you come back? Why would you come back? Because why is the sky blue? I'm quite a believer that that this is just some sort of simulation. Okay. The Matrix. <laughs> say the Matrix. Yeah, it's the it's sort of a Matrix theory. He is the one. Neil. And <laughs> I believe that that's why that would happen, and it makes perfect sense to believe that you reset and you're in that time again. You're having a quick flash because there's been a glitch in the, in the system of the simulation you've remembered something that's happened which why which would explain why we can't remember because if you remembered you would sit and go had the fuck on i just lived this life two weeks ago finally you're saying something half reasonable 
So you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't just believe that it was a chemical imbalance that would, no matter, because things about thing about deja vu, you feel as though you've done this mm. before. But I, I personally believe that it's just a chemical imbalance in your brain that makes you think that. Because even when you're in the deja vu, you know it's, it's you know that the deja vu is a deja vu. You pretty much <laughs> nailed. You put you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, but I've had deja vu's where it's been really surreal, and you get panicky. Yeah, you're kind of like shit. I'm going to die. Yeah, because you, it's you... because because of the imbalance of the chemicals in your brain. You're a Gemini, so you're very imbalanced. <laughs> no, egg, egg, just keep that to yourself, man. I'm saying it for upsets. Yeah, but no, I, I believe I, I get what you're saying because I have heard uh, experts on on videos where they've talked about deja vu, and they say it's, it's something to do with one eye catching up with the other eye. So you've seen that place before because the other eye's catching up with that image that it's just... I, I, never, I never said I believed there, it. Man. I was just putting that point across. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's got, it's got to be explored because if not, you get comments like, uh, how are you? You're not looking at all sides, aren't you? But, um, it's mostly because the human brain is made... Well, I was going to say designed. You can believe it's, a desi uh, it's designed. But it's evolved to just pick up on patterns. So if you know this predator strikes on this day and this time... Uh, with this many people, uh, then you're more likely to survive. In the same way, we can pick up patterns that are absolutely not there, like in pareidolia, where we see faces mm -hmm. in things that absolutely don't exist. Yeah, deja vu yeah. is this temporal, yeah. um, like uh, similar situation going there, where we we feel like we're seeing the same thing, but just at a different time. Yeah. See, uh, uh, that that seeing faces in pictures have had many opportunities many chances of that and, and many occasions where we've taken pictures and you can see something in it and you, you can guarantee it's nothing hmm. yeah you but know. there is one picture that i have seen mind egg that that is ne that is never I, I'll, well, I'll get you the picture and i'll send it to you is it the face on the moon and or the face no on the no 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 it's a photograph it's, oh, it's a, a personal it's one. a photo it's a personal photograph that my sister took of her son and his friends getting into the limousine for the um, prom, the prom when they left school, yeah. and there is about five faces in the sunbeams coming down. Oof. Right, That's and uh, you, you will. You, I'll get you the photo and send it to you. And you have a look. I mean, and everybody, not one person's looked at it and said poppycock. Hmm? Every single person yeah. has seen it. They've seen the faces. Maybe it's not all the faces at once. And I kid you not when I say this, there's even dogs in the actual photo. Now, the dogs, again, obviously the brain does connect, but the dogs actually do look awfully like previous dogs we've had. Yeah. But doesn't one of the faces actually look like a family member as well? Me, me father, yeah. Very close, yeah. My father's face is in the picture in the middle. Now, here's the thing, whether you want to believe this or not. What had happened is, my me, me sister at the time was with a partner who she wasn't 100% sure about. And she's, I wouldn't say she's religious, but she does get dreams now and again. And she had said to me father, um, leave us a sign if you think he's the wrong one. Ah, she it was Nana that said that. Right. Okay, sorry, I apologise. No, we're hearing it for the first time. 
<laughs> well, that's just lovely. all of our wonderful listeners no, are listening Sorry. to it. So, me, so my mother had said that, Colin. Actually, if I said that wrong, you carry on. You do explain it. And... No, no, carry on. <laughs> well, no, because I I'm getting it wrong. You. I honestly thought no, it was oh, Linda. Yeah, yeah, but the story's right. It was just me nana had said that because Linda was saying to her that uh, the guy, she believed he was cheating. Oh, no, sorry, Linda hadn't. Me nana believed the guy was cheating. Uh, right. So she says, basically, my granddad's name. If you if there's a sign, uh, if he's cheating, can you give us a sign? Right. Give Linda a sign. And then, obviously, it's going on to where you're about to mention it. Right, and then this fort, she took this photograph it's just one of those perfect photos where the sunbeams actually come down from the sun and actually go across them with all standing in front of the car so you can see them. And it's, it's a really hard one to explain because I understand the brain sees pictures and everything, and I understand it could just be that. But the problem is, Egg, is there's five faces in the actual sunbeams, and the, they are quite clear. And again, dogs in the sunbeams. Well, that's a bit extraordinary. Definitely really, really mad that one. Like. And he was cheating on her, by the way, just as a matter of fact. Just for the, she... the rest of the cast, yeah, right? Uh, Sticks and Muppet Man are actually related. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> just to clarify that bit in case I say, well, how does he know the story? <laughs> we, we don't hate each other. <laughs> We're just family. <laughs> Exactly. Could just yeah. be very good friends and about a very special photograph. It is, yeah. Uh, well, that's true. I would like to say well, that. I will, I will dig that. To see what you mean. I'll, we'll, I'll dig mm. it out for you. To be fair, it was one of them photos where when I got shown it, I was like, I can't see anything. I can't see anything. But when it got pointed out to you, you could actually see it. And you're seeing the same as what everyone else is seeing. You know, so it's not like someone sitting there saying, oh, that's such and such. Because I remember when I got asked, um, I seen the. Fa- I eventually did see the face, and they says, "Who do you think it is?" And straight away, the person I was able to to put the picture to, because obviously I've seen pictures of my granddad. Um, so I was able to say the name because it, it's spitting image, and the closer you got, the more vivid the face come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's a good point there because the closer you actually scrutinise the photo, which is not normally the case. Normally, it would just turn into a bunch of pixels. The, the actual, so you could zoom up on this photo and actually see the faces even more clear than, than, than from a distance, which is quite mad and quite, quite extraordinary. It's that. a unique thing to actually see those because it's not just ha- it doesn't just happen in photos as well. It also happens in like other bits and pieces. Like if you're looking at a, uh, a tree, for instance, and you see like a face in a tree, or if you're looking at like the f- wood flooring or something like that, or like a wallpaper. No, well, the know. point is though. The point is though. Uh, Demigod. <laughs> All right, no, sorry. I would, I would understand. I would under. No, no, no disrespect, but I do. I would say trees, walls, cars. Uh, they, they are easily explained the way that your brain does look for 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 faces. But the problem is to 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 not only one but five faces in a sunbeam in a ray of sunbeams. That's very very unusual. And when I say that, mind egg, I don't mean that the ba- the background behind the actual the items that are in the background of the uh, sunbeam are causing the face. It 
it's actually in the sunbeam. Hmm. It's it's hard to yeah. explain. You'll have to see the photo. I will dig it's the like photo. A, it it's it's like a little mist. Yeah, that's that's right. It's more like the yeah. Yeah, it's it's very very it's a very peculiar photo, put it that way. Very very, and that's the only one I've ever seen of its kind. Mine, I've you know I've seen loads of photos of, like people claiming. I mean, I've got photos where you see the orbs, and whether you believe in them or not, I don't yeah. know. But the you know they can be explained away by uh, the flash on a camera. In a lot of cases, I know and I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them can be. Um, but this is a very, very peculiar photo. This one, yeah. So well, strange. even orbs. I mean, I've I have had a couple of situations where a lot of the time you you can tell it's dust or it's a bug or yeah. it's a flashlight. You've just yeah. said, but there has been a time where I've seen two white orbs flying towards each other and they hit each other. This was through a video camera as well, and it turned from a white orb into a bright purple orb, orb, huge bright purple orb. And then it dove off in the opposite direction towards one of the people around the the table. Right, so it didn't fly in a straight line. It literally. No, it literally took it. The the went one came from the bottom, one came from the top, met in the middle, and then you could see it going back over on itself towards a person and disappear on that person, which that person was me. By so the way. at that point, it actually explains that it's more than just an orb, though, you know what I mean? It's like, if it, if, if it was if it was dust particles, it would have just, like, crossed past, paths against each other, but if it's meeting in the middle, brightening up into, like, a different colour, then going off into a different direction, yeah, that that, that that's kind of hard, like, to... Yeah, so it was hard to explain because it was like, well, it can't be dust and it's certainly not bugs because the time of year we shot it, there simply wasn't many bugs around flying anyway. Um, So it was like, well, what could it be? You know, it was a stationary camera, so the camera wasn't moving. And so it couldn't be the camera light because the camera light would have kept that reflection there all the time, you know. So it was like, what is it? The only thing you can, I could put to it is that it was an orb, a spirit orb. Yeah, I'll say that the most likely, the most likely situation that was happening there was it was a, a positively charged dust particle meeting a negatively charged dust particle. Because in my mind, uh, that's like moving in a non-linear path with curves. Uh, that's extremely natural. If they were moving in like perfect straight lines, that would be supernatural. Uh, them changing colour, that can very much just be a, uh, a case of the dust actually becoming refractive when they both collide, or just changing shape in such a way that the light hits in a different way. Going towards someone else, <laughs> well, dust does what it wants at the end of the day. But I feel like if they were moving in perfect lines, that would be like more of a sign of like there's something supernatural because convection currents are everywhere, so everything floats about all higgledy-piggledy as it is. Mm-hmm. So, what do you actually believe happens, Egg, when do you believe that when you die, that's it? Full stop? Yeah, because at the end of the day, I don't... Everything is... Everything should ideally... In an ideal world, <laughs> we'd be able to get to the point where we can explain everything, everything. Um, I believe that everything is very much... It can be explained just from moment to moment of, okay, there's a moving here, and everything is very mechanical. Um, if you have all the data, you can explain everything. 
Yeah, but have you ever had a situation in your life where something shocked you to the point where you've said, oh, my God? <laughs> yeah, that's mostly cultural because everybody says, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it's a point, though, isn't it? It's a point, though. <laughs> well, why would you not say it, oh, dear? I do. If you ask these people, I do. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm not allowing this. <laughs> in the same hey, way that like, caught out. In, just accept it. Okay. In the same way. In the same way that like. Oh yeah. That, that's why I don't say tally ho because goodbye actually means God be with thee. Our way of saying mm. goodbye to people has religion already installed into it. It has. You're absolutely right. You're so right, using a linguistic argument, uh, how very dare you. Against me? <laughs> you're using a linguistic <laughs> argument against me? <laughs> oh no, how dare you. Egg, I can imagine you're going back to your room later tonight, right? You're going to lie down. And yeah, just wait until I get to speak to that uh, Muppet Man again. Honestly. But, but yeah, yeah. He has a little argument for you, though, right? I mean, I I, I believe in God. I, I'm I'm not a church goer. I, I don't yeah. believe in churches because churches were man-made. But I do believe in God. I do believe in the divine spirit. However, if you choose not to believe, and you're right, I've got nothing to worry about. But if I'm right, you have. Yeah, big stuff. Yeah, so you're putting forward Pascal's wager, and the... I am, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> the big issue with that is that how do you know your religion is the correct one? Uh... To be fair, I believe all religion falls under the same God. It's just humans determined, determined it the way humans do in different areas and different sects. Except even in the big six religions, you have three of them being monotheistic, so there's one big angry sky daddy, versus polytheistic uh, religions that are completely different from one another and structure the world and how it's organized and their creation myths are completely different. But there yeah. are some running themes, such as uh, an individual who was born of a virgin mother, uh, who was uh, created through magical means that is inexplicable, and they were born near the sol solstice. That happens several times in the Hindu faith. It happens a couple of times in the Sikh faith. I'm not sure. I don't think it happens in Buddhism, but Buddhism is like... <laughs> it is out there. Buddhism's a completely different aspect, though. Buddhism's all about, like, peace and prosper and stuff Every like religion, uh, in some way makes it so that it's impossible for two religions to really coexist and both be correct. In the instance of like even the two closest uh, big blocks of religion, Christianity and Judaism, they're, they're incompatible in the sense that Christianity requires Jesus, Judaism does not. In fact, says that Jesus was not a messiah, he was a very naughty boy, uh, and, he, and they're still waiting for their messiah. So I'd say that not all religions can be correct, and to say so is a massive fallacy. No, but I, I, I agree with Stick that the reality is you you will perceive your religion how you do, um, but the all it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because when you pass over, it it nothing matters. It doesn't matter. It's the, it is what it is. Yeah, so that's the nihilistic approach where I definitely go towards. But in my sense, then that means that my life and its meaning isn't decided by an afterlife or a god or a deity or something high up there. The meaning that I attribute to my life is mine to make. I get to decide 
whether or not I want to do something today. I get to decide what I want to do according to how I feel in that moment in time or the plans that I have That's in the right. future. That's right. Yeah. But you don't, you, what you, what, what, I understand what you're saying. You're absolutely right because I live my life exactly the same way. But you do know right and wrong at the end of the day. I know you don't need a deity to point that out, to, to you know, to, for you to be good or bad, whatever. But the point is, is it's, we all still know good and bad, and that's what it boils down to. And I believe that's where a lot of these religions actually do come from. Oh, big time. Yeah. The, the, the reality is as well, I know, I understand exactly what Egg's saying. His life is determined by him and no one else. And again, like, like uh, Muppet Man, you know, I live that way and Rags lives that way, we all do. Um, religion terms is that, you know, well, I'm speaking of Christianity here because I'm not too well up on the others, but in Christianity, you know, when people sit there and say, why doesn't God come down and save us? You know, God doesn't because we were given the wisdom and the ability to choose but one future and path. It's God's hope that we come to him. You know, so by saying to someone who's a believer, well, I don't want to believe that because I want my own path. The believer will just come back with you. Well, you've got your own path. Hmm. God just wants you to come to his. Yeah, which is, you know? it's circular reasoning. It's yeah. it, it's, a, it's a posit that can't really be disproven because it relates to itself yeah. and it's self-referential. Well, it, it can. It, it, yeah, I, I agree with that. But then you've got a lot of signs that will work on theory, you know, and... And we're told, well, you've got to believe that because a man's went out and he's calculated this and calculated that, but it's still theory. I think the proof in it's the pudding is that proof. there isn't just one kind of uh, religion that beats out all others. The fact that we do have over 2,000 different denominations of straight, uh, mainstream Christianity out there that all diverged from supposedly a single instance of Christianity, but they just can keep it all tied together. That is just such a big shot in the foot of, oh, there's something going on here, and it appears like religion may be a human construct, and it doesn't really seem to come from one objective place. But we're moving away from ghosts. <laughs> yes, we are. We are. I know. Yeah, it's it's amazing how quickly you can drift, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's the whole point of the trailer, right? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna backpedal <laughs> a fair bit because I took Ragnar's advice of writing stuff down. We will come to religion eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so going back to um, kind of go so ghost investigations when Sticks was talking about uh, what he was going through, and uh, Ant was bringing up the fact that kind of tampering and meddling with uh, ghosts and that side of the plane. Um, it's kind of like going out on a motorway and like playing it about. I will retaliate, well, I will rebut that rather, and say that if there's a chance that you're able to discover new things and find out, like, information and get something down and to be able to know stuff, I think that's absolutely worth, worth the risk. If there was, like, if there were a thousand pounds scattered across the motorway, I'm sure mm -hmm. you would, would absolutely be tempted to go uh, try and pick up some of those $20 notes. Maybe if the motorway was empty. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, motorway is still going, but it's Why like... Why would you use dollars in that as... Because I had dollars on the mind. If you use that as the, as the theory, you've got to use it the same as the Ouija boards. So basically, it would depend on the person. Hmm. On whether they would run onto the motorway or not. Yeah. 
I mean, how skint that person was or how bad or, or the lifestyle would they run on the motorway? And, and, and it's the same with a Ouija board, mm. I suppose. You know, it depends on the person, depends on whether they're going to take that risk that it's real or not, mm. you know. And how many How many positive experiences have you had? Positive experiences on the Ouija board, I would say I've had on a total out of 15 attempts, probably two. So that leaves 13 negative, yes? Yes, 13 negative So, we're getting back to the motorway again. Hmm? Would you would you run on that road while there's articulated lorries coming by at, at, at 70 miles an hour? Of course not, you wouldn't. So, yes, I agree that there is a chance you might find out something um, that's so very unique. However, would you want to take that chance and possibly bring through something that's not on on a positive scale? Again, getting back to vortexes, if you believe them, you've got to you do have a good chance of opening a vortex, which means that you can end up with poltergeists or hauntings, and you've effectively set yourself up. Um, now, I believe sometimes these these spirits can actually stick with the person. However, they're more likely to stick with the property. Meaning that you'll, once you've had enough, you'll up, if you don't own your own property, that in fact, even own your own property, you're going to up sticks and you're going to move and you're going to leave that to somebody else. That's not really fair, is it? And that was because of your ignorance and your tampering that you shouldn't have done in the first place. Well, it's that I've probably understand that but you've got to do it in your property to start with and when you do the Ouija boards generally on a hunt it's with the acknowledgement of the person they've made well aware of the risks you know you you telling them look at the end of the day this is a portal to connect with the other side you know if not done properly it will leave a portal open and it could make things worse if not bring something worse in so they're given all the negatives, and then it's up to that person to say, yes, do it, no, don't, you know. Uh, you don't just go in with a Ouija board and go to that person, we are doing this, to find proof. You know, it, that's an unfair situation, completely unfair, you know, because then you're putting that person in a position where they might be uncomfortable. Is there any situations where people have dabbled with the paranormal and um, after after the situation getting an experience where it's been negative and affected that person's uh, ability to function normally in life? Um, I've read a few articles where people have claimed that it's severely affected the lives badly. Um, sure. So we're playing Russian roulette, yes? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll agree with you. It's a Russian roulette game. You don't know if it's true or not. You know, you don't know if it's a blank bullet or a live bullet. You know, so you are playing Russian roulette, hence why you have to give the risks, you know. But and if, if if you're going to ask us if I would play Russian roulette, no chance. Mm. <laughs> but but the difference being between, like, Russian roulette and running out on a motorway is that you've had th 13 bad experiences. <laughs> you've, quote-unquote, shot yourself in the head, forward slash, yeah. uh, been run mm. over by an articulated lorry 13 times. And yet... Um, turns out the bad experiences from going into Ouija sessions after 13 bad times hasn't seemed to have done too much to debilitate you. 
Well, generally, and this is just a quick snippet, it generally turns into, you, you'll ask, you know, is anyone there? You'll get a yes. Um, and you'll ask them to give a message. And what you can generally find out is that um, your message will come through nice and then it'll change to, like, fuck off, basically. You know? They're done with you. Um, or death or or die or I want to kill you but, or but, but I'm going to defend you I'm going to actually defend you here stick a little bit but because this is something that sticks done that a lot of uh, beginners of Luigi boards and that don't do and that is that you did actually research and understand that you do have to open and close with a prayer um, and a lot of people um, who do the tent it tends to be the drunken night out you know gone back to a house for a home party and they don't actually do the closing prayer and that's where if if it does actually happen where vortex would actually probably more than likely happen is it still technically playing russian roulette if you've done the research badly uh, facing against somebody who's actually went out in a party and just went in there with a loaded gun yeah because you know I mean? you're still running that risk you know you're still even running the risk that the you, Even though you've looked into it, you know what I mean? It, it, it's still technically playing Russian roulette with that situation. Yeah. Or even though you've done the research and you know how to keep yourself safe in that position. Well, you think you're doing, yeah. the fact that you're going in against other people that are, like, in a party. But the problem is the rules you're reading are man-made rules mm. for this board. And you can't assume that they're man-made rules are the be-all and end-all of, of, like, that's it. It's closed. Um, generally, my experience is you'll get a lot of activity, you can get a lot of negative activity. Once you close that board and once you've said your prayer, it tends to calm down pretty quick and it tends to work. But you're given other rules other than like your prayer and stuff like that. You know, you clean your board, you clean your placement thing, um, you keep them separated, you never put that on top of the board when you store it. So it is, it is one of them situations where you kind of struggle to, to Now, understand. does it work if you use an Islamic prayer under Sharia law? That's my question. <laughs> if I could speak that, I would. It's working. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a good question. That. I mean, is it just, is, is, it, is it all, I don't, because I don't have the answer. Is it all religions that play around with the paranormal or is it oh, just? Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that that comes to it. I mean, we're, we're we're over time now, so we'll be closing off soon anyway. But we are by the end of this and the time this is aired, we're going to have a Twitter and an Instagram. So anyone who's listening, if you would like to jump on there and give me your experiences, maybe your religion's beliefs around the spirit realm, you know, feel free to, um, and we'll we'll get back in contact and and comment. I will say, if anybody's experiencing ghostly sightings, weird blobs in your vision, creaky noises, or a feeling of sudden doom, please check if there's an if you're suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning, because that's actually a leading cause of uh, ghost sightings. The fact that there's a gas leak and carbon monoxide is going into people's houses and stirring up their vision. But if you find out you haven't got carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide, get in contact with your church. Oh yeah. After that, go full <laughs> steam ahead. If, it, if it's not a church, if it's not church problem, get in touch with your gas supplier. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty gas much. Gas supplier first. Have some people <laughs> check round. It could save your life, uh, one way or the other. Yeah. That, speaking of that, right? It's quite interesting when you're talking about stuff like that. You know, like uh, like the smell and stuff like that. Uh, have any of you has actually experienced any smells 
What do you mean? Um, oh, ghostly smells. Ghostly yeah, smells. smells. Um, like, for, for, for me, um, me Nana, she passed away like years ago, mm-hmm. right? But still to this day and now, I always feel like she's around us, you know. It's always a smell of like tea, you know, like you drink like a cup of tea. Or and you don't like drink that, tea, you know that. Exactly, I, don't, I, I <laughs> can't stand tea. I don't even think you've got a tea bag in your house. <laughs> How I shade. <laughs> yes, uh, I've had sweet smells, nice smells. You've had, I've heard, you know, you've, I've been to people's places where they've turned around and says, Oh, the smell just come over and it smells like someone I know. Um, you know, but you also get really bad smells. Um, you are advised when you do stuff like this, like if you ever smell sulfur, rotten eggs, stuff like that, then it's the time to worry, you know, because then that's bad. Someone just farted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can be that. And most of the time it is, but it can be demonic at that point. I think, uh, I think some farts can definitely be demonic. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Sure. The wife the other day, oh. Oof. Jesus. You see, it's like uh, every now and then, right? Uh, uh, I don't smoke. Obviously, you know yourself, uh, stick, uh, that I don't, that I don't smoke anything like that, right? I've never smoked in my entire life, but me nana did. You know, and every now and then, right? If I'm feeling low about myself and stuff like that, and I just think about me nana, right? Uh, every now and then, I think it's—I don't know if it's because she's there or it's subconsciously, right? But you know, Baki, um, it was a specific brand, Golden Virginia. It was what me nana used to smoke right. when uh, she was still alive and that, and that's always what I used to get the smell of, you know, it's like, oh, where well, me nan's here, you know what I mean, it's either a cup of tea or uh, uh, like uh, Golden Virginia, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. Mm. I yeah. think... Wait, I'm going to do an egg and I'm going to turn around and say, maybe you should lay off drugs. <laughs> I will say <laughs> that um, the, the sense of smell, sense of smell is like, it, it's um, it's a very special sense. You don't get too much information per second. Um through it bitwise but the way that it's positioned in on like the human face the center like goes straight to the olfactory center which just connects mm. directly to the brain in such a way that like when you smell something it's it, it's the sense that can evoke the greatest level of nostalgia because i think that's it passes right. like right into the temporal lobe which is all to do with mm. memories that's right that's right so while smelling something can make you remember something remembering something can also bring back the smell the smell that's absolutely true uh, I, I i do say, i know what you're saying egg egg <laughs> <laughs> so the the end of the day you've heard the thoughts and belief beliefs and views on us uh, egg's definitely a skeptic <laughs> he doesn't believe in it um and us three tend to have some some have a very Hesitant view, a Muppet Man, and some like to go a bit deeper. So, like I say, we're going to have a Twitter and an Instagram by the time this is aired. So, if you would like to pop on there, leave your your experiences and your views on on the past past uh, on the the dead, then please do. We'll be happy to hear it from you. Don't kind, forget. It will be kind of interesting to actually read into that sort of stuff, and maybe in the start of like the next episode, like read one or two of the comments. Yeah. Oh. Really, you know, what I mean, say, like, oh, from previous. And what? That would be. Quick, what quick. is the next episode? Depending on the the uh, program you're listening on, if you would like to drop a follow, a like, and uh, the next episode will be up on the Monday. 
where we'll be talking about Easter. <gasps> da, da, da. It's, it's, it's actually Easter we're talking about. Mm. Uh, it's uh, Easter. It doesn't have to be the religious side of Easter. It's Easter in general. Ooh, so we actually get to sit and talk about like how we can get fat on chocolate. And oh, stuff yes. like Put it in your mouth, yes. chew, swallow. Right. Well, so, I'm going to sign off, but I'm going to throw one spanner in the works here. <gasps> yes. Right. The human species is the only uh, species on this planet that cannot look directly at the sun, which means we're not actually from this planet. <laughs> Um, and because of that, we were actually put here by aliens. Oh, now we're talking. Anyway. Well, believe it or not, believe it or not, that actually throws us into an episode <laughs> maybe later on down the uh, line. Yeah. I believe it for season two. Look it up. It's true. <laughs> Nobody can explain why we're the only species on the planet that cannot look directly at the sun. Ah got to be something yeah, we'll definitely have to look at that one the podcast. i think you should anyway. do that yeah <laughs> thank you very much for for joining work 4j show hope you have a nice day take care now bye 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 bye